the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. True to his word, Attorney General Barr was a no-show this morning before the House Judiciary Committee, which wanted to ask more questions about the Mueller report. Barr skipping the hearing in a dispute with Democrats over plans to allow committee lawyers to take part in the questioning. Georgia Republican Doug Collins. The reason Bill Barr is not here today is because the Democrats decided they didn't want him here today. We didn't choose not to have Mr. Barr come. He chose. Chairman Jerry Nadler. We will. We cannot permit him or anybody in the administration to dictate the manner in which we function. Nadler adjourning the hearing, vowing the committee will get the answers it needs to conduct oversight. Capitol Hill correspondent Molly Hines. Barr's failure to appear prompting Nadler to repeat an earlier threat to hold the attorney general in contempt. Yesterday, Barr spent six hours before the Senate Judiciary Committee. This is SRN News. True or false, you can grow closer to your spouse through disagreements. It's true, and on May 17th, Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley are coming to the Twin Cities to show us how it's possible. Wellness 1570 is supporting the power of healthy conflict. It's an evening of practical strategies to achieve greater intimacy in your marriage. Tickets are only $25 per couple, so reserve your seats today at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com slash marriage. Only Michaels on Wellness 1570, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com, our website. You can listen to us on TuneIn, iHeartRadio, download our mobile app, free at your device's app store, or check us out on TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Your forecast from the Eagle Wellness Studios today, mostly cloudy, upper 50s. We'll see low 40s tonight and then sunshine, mid-60s uh, for your Friday and a pretty nice weekend. Could see around 70 by Saturday. Like It Matters Radio is next. According to a recent Barna study, schools are seen as a negative influence on faith formation. Church leaders view parents, churches, and Christian communities as positive influences on a child's spiritual life. However, children are spending most of their daytime weekday hours at school, which is perceived by many church leaders as a negative influence. A good Christian school can provide a strong Christian community to help positively influence your child's spiritual formation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we believe in the power of Christian education so much, we have partnered with local Christian schools to offer half off your child's first year of tuition. It's our half-off tuition program. To find out if the school you are considering is part of this program and to take another great step in your child's faith formation, call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. It's happening to you every night. One snores and the other can't sleep. It seems like there's no end to it. But now, there is a quick and easy-to-use solution. A natural solution. SnoreStop. SnoreStop was created and tested by a team of physicians and has been helping couples sleep for over 18 years. It is the number one selling anti-snoring medicine in the U.S. Thank you, SnoreStop. You saved my marriage. SnoreStop sprays or tablets are now available nationwide at Rite Aid and CVS. Or you can go online at SnoreStop.com. Don't wait. It's time to try SnoreStop and make everything. Every night, a better night for both of you. Thanks, Snorstop. Now I'm back in the bedroom. So don't wait. Try Snorstop, the number one selling anti-snoring medicine in the U.S. Spray or tablets are available today at Rite Aid and CVS or online at Snorstop.com. That's Snorstop.com. Snorstop, keeping you together. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. 
When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, boy, do you have a great show. Uh, I am blessed uh, to know this gentleman who will be joining us on the show today, uh, Mr. Daniel Wagner. He's a great author. He's a son of one of my favorite instructors, Abe Wagner. We've had Abe on the show a few times. He uh, His specialty is transactional analysis. Uh, but today we're going to uh, go really hit the uh, education part uh, and the motivation part. Motivation means doing something about it. You know, so, uh, you know, there's a story I always share in class, uh, a story by a Chinese general. And this Chinese general had a noble cause. He wanted to change the world. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his world, he realized he had to first start with his own country since he had authority in his country. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his country, he realized that first he had to start with his community since he and his family were the pillars of that community. Uh, as he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his community, he realized he had to first start with his family since his family, as I said, was the pillars of said community. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his family, he realized he first must start with himself. That the only person he could change was the, quote, man in the mirror. Yes, I did quote Michael Jackson. I did. <laughs> and as he changed the man in the mirror, that change in himself uh, might affect change in his family. The change in his family might affect change in his community. The change in his community might affect change in his country. And that, ladies and gentlemen, just might change the world. And in class, I used to say, you know, for, for 200 years, a majority of the world has wanted to be like America. And somehow over the last 10, 12 years, that's all shifted where now all of a sudden America wants to be like the rest of the world. And I'd say, you know, when did that shift take place? And, and I'd say, well, let's now bring it internally. Are you running around living your life in a way that other people want to be like you? Or are you wanting to live your life like everybody else? And see, today, uh, this story comes, to, comes home to roost, if you will. Because Daniel uh, Wagner uh, wrote a great book, I almost called him Daniel Goldman, <laughs> uh, called China First, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, and it's basically the coming Chinese world order. You know, Billy Graham, uh, I didn't listen to a lot of his stuff, uh, his sermons or anything while I was alive, but uh, uh, Sirius XM has a channel on it. That's all the Billy Graham channel. And so after his death, I've probably listened to about 30, 40 hours uh, Billy Graham Crusades, just a really great man, great man of God. Uh, and Billy Graham one time said, you know, uh, any preacher worth his salt has a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other hand. Well, can I tell you, I truly believe any leader today worth his or her salt has their, their ministry, their mission, uh, their uh, skill set, uh, their psychology, their leadership concepts, wherever they are, in one hand. And they have a piper in the other hand because the world is moving quickly. And leaders have vision. Without a vision, people perish. Without a vision, teams die. Without a vision, things happen that we weren't not aware of. And there's a saying out there, uh, Nero fiddled while Rome burns. You ever hear that saying? Narrow fiddled while Rome's burns, uh, and uh, I Google that, you know, and we're going to talk a lot about Google today, by the way, uh, and it says this, to do something trivial and irresponsible in the midst of an emergency. Legend has it that while a fire destroyed the city of Rome, the emperor Nero played his violin, thus revealing his total lack of concern for his people and 
his empire. And then on dictionary.com, it says, uh, when I typed in that, Nero fiddled while Rome burns, says to occupy oneself with unimportant matters and neglect important ones during a crisis. And it gives this example. For example, the account was uh, falling through, but he was more worried about missing his golf game. Talk about fiddling while Rome burns. This expression alludes to the legend that Emperor Nero played his fiddle while watching the conflagration of Rome. Now, I had to find out, did Nero really fiddle while Rome burned? Because one thing I've learned, I love to study, I love to research, my, my mind is young. And one thing I've learned, I'll be honest with you, is what a lot of people think is truth in the past is lies. There are a lot of things out there being sold off as the truth uh, that are bold-faced lies, this whole Russian collusion thing. What a joke. Collusion is not illegal. Uh, number two, we don't have an agent of the Kremlin in the White House, and yet 40% of the country will believe nothing else no matter what. Will believe absolutely nothing else no matter what because they want it to be true. Uh, and now we want to release this whole Mueller report, which fine, even grand jury testimony, secretive stuff, things that were said about people that were never proven to be true, but we're going to release all that stuff. And yet when they say well, we're going to look into who did what, how this whole thing got started. Now the other side of the people who hate Trump are like, oh my gosh, what a witch hunt, what a hoax. Why would you look at the investigators? Oh my gosh, the hypocrisy, the double standard is so massive, and yet 40% of the people will refuse to admit it. They pretend it's not going on. They pretend it's not there because so much that we accept as the truth are bold-faced lies, but we live in a time where we want to believe what we want to believe. The truth no longer has anything to do with it. You know, you have Mr. Budigaig, who's running for Democratic president, uh, who we can disagree with uh, what lifestyle is okay or not, but we can't disagree with what the Bible says. And he's criticizing a good man, Mike Pence, a Christian, for just quoting scripture. Uh, and people love that guy and hate Mike Pence for just saying what the Bible says. It's just stunning. So I had to find out, did Nero really fiddle while Rome burned? And what you're going to find out, like so many other things that we are told are truth, are not true at all. In July 6th of 64 AD, a great fire ravaged Rome for six days, destroying 70% of the city and leaving half its population homeless. According to well-known expression, Rome emperor at the time, the decadent and unpopular Nero, fiddled while Rome burned. The expression has a double meaning. Not only did Nero play music while his people suffered, but he was an ineffectual leader in a time of crisis. It's been pretty easy to cast blame on Nero, who had many enemies and is remembered as one of history's most sadistic and cruelest leaders. But there are a couple problems with the story. First, the fiddle didn't even exist in ancient Rome. Do you hear that? Music historians believe the viol class of instruments to which the fiddle belongs was not developed until the 11th century. In Nero, if Nero played anything, it would probably have been the cithara, a heavy wooden instrument with four to seven strings. Secondly, when the great fire broke out, Nero was at his villa in Antium, some 35 miles from Rome. Though he immediately returned and began relief measures, people still didn't trust him. Some even believed he had ordered the fire started, especially after he used land cleared by the fire to build his golden palace and its surrounding pleasure gardens. Nero himself blamed, here we go, this has never happened before, ready for this? Nero himself blamed the Christians, popular theme today, right? Blamed the Christians, then an obscure religious sect for the fire, and had many arrested and executed. Sound familiar? It's happening again. But while Nero may have been guilty of many things, the story of him fiddling while Rome burned belongs firmly in the category of popular legend rather than established truth. And you know, if we do have an enemy, whether it be China or Russia, that enemy didn't only want to disrupt our election, but now wants to keep us focused on a fake uh, investigation. You don't think our enemies pleased with what's going on in our country, where we're destroying people who don't agree with us, uh, where we're, we're, we'd rather pony up to China and Venezuela than to Americans who love this country, who would die for this country. And so today we're going to get real. Today we're going to take a look at the coming Chinese world order. This is important information because we talk about culture on the show. Uh, and as China goes, the world goes. Uh, you're going to find that out. As China goes, the world goes. They are working to become the leading economic power and military power in the world. And if President Xi Jinping has his way, it will be China that is the world center of gravity. The coming Chinese world order is likely to be devoid of the kinds of checks and balances we take for granted in the post-World War II system. Rather, it is more likely to be akin to a transaction-driven landscape where the strongest party rules and the weak are considered collateral damage. 
This transformation has already begun, and it is occurring. The U.S. and many other countries are essentially asleep at the wheel. As domestic, domestic crisis upon crisis piles up, the world's leading Western economies continue to turn their attention inward, preoccupied with political and economic issues at home, and functioning with unipolar blinders on. That was from Daniel uh, Wagner himself. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to get some education in, and we're going to set a clear vision for the future, and we talk with the author of a new book called China Vision. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what a pastor pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, June 13th through the 15th. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to find Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today you are so blessed uh, because we have a friend of Like It Matters Radio going to join us today, uh, Mr. Daniel Wagner. And Daniel wrote a great book. Uh, you might uh, know Daniel Wagner's name if you are a part of the Like It Matters radio family. Uh, I had Daniel on a couple months back with a great book he wrote uh, called AI Supremacy. Uh, it was just an incredible book. Highly recommend that book. But today he's going to be talking about his newest book called China Vision. Uh, let me read a little bit from his bio. Daniel Wagner is the founder and CEO of Country Risk. His three decades of experience assessing cross-border risk is an authority on political risk insurance and analysis and has worked for some of the world's most respected and best-known companies, such as AIG, GE, the Asian Development Bank, and the World Bank Group. He has published six books, as well as more than 600 articles on current affairs and risk management. Daniel is a regular contributor to such publications as the South China Morning Post, Sunday Guarding, 
a guardian and national interest, among many others. He holds master's degrees in international relations from the University of Chicago and in international management from the Thunderbird School of Global Management. And so with that, we'd like to welcome Daniel Wagner to Like It Matters Radio. Welcome, Daniel. Hey, it's good to be back, Mr. Black. It is great to have you, Daniel. You know, you are just a man. I love your writing. I'm a, I love to write. I love to read. I love words. Uh, and Daniel, you just, you awe me. And uh, I've, in all fairness, I've scanned some information on your book. I have not read it yet. But oh my gosh, as I read it, to me, it ties in so well uh, to the, the book that you wrote on AI supremacy. Uh, to me, it's like another chapter of a similar mindset. Does that kind of, what do you think? <laughs> Well, there's no surprise, really, that there is a chapter on AI in this yeah. new book. But maybe I should start off by telling you what it's about. Would that be all right? Sure. Absolutely. Please do. All right. So if you look on the cover of the book, you'll see there's a caricature of President Xi Jinping. And uh, it's a 1960s-style caricature, as one would have been in the Mao era. And it shows Xi in a Mao suit looking through a pair of military binoculars. And when he looks in the binoculars, the only thing he sees is China, the China flag. Mm. And the reason uh, that, uh, that this book is called China Vision is that Mr. Xi and the Chinese Communist Party have a vision of the future, which is to make the world in China's own image. So it's no wow. surprise that when he looks through the binoculars on this cover, that's what he sees. The objective is to basically utilize the existing world order to create an alternative world order, which is very much in favor of China. And if that is the case, by uh, I would say just by virtue, uh, then that would be against uh, the best interests of America. Yes, no? Well, yes and no. Um, as you might expect, this is not a simple sort of black and white uh, issue yeah. and not a simple black and white answer. The, the ironic thing to me is that the Chinese have actually become the manufacturing and economic powerhouse that they are by utilizing the existing world order. And mm. that world order has basically allowed China to rise to become the world's second largest economy. It has the world's largest aggregation of foreign exchange. It's a rising military power, etc., and that is definitely not in America's interest. But by the same token, uh, America and China are really the only two global powers that matter when it comes to issues of world order. There are no other countries that can really, uh, at this stage of the game, challenge it. And that being the case, they're sort of like in a permanent stage of sparring. And mm -hmm. the stakes are so high in this boxing match, if you will, that they cannot fail in the objective of coexisting. Because if they mm. were to fail and if, you know, some sort of conflict were to break out, that would obviously be catastrophic and have implications for the entire world. So if we look at it in the context, for example, of the trade conflict that's going on now, uh, there's a very good reason why this has not gotten out of control, because everybody understands what the stakes are, and everybody has an incentive to get it right. Hmm. Wow, because it benefits everybody right now. And it's part of the process. We used to say about, um, uh, I think it was China, that uh, China, or maybe it was Russia. We, I used to hear this all the time when I was a young kid, that you know they're playing chess, uh, and, and we're playing uh, checkers. You know, they're looking at a, the big global picture. And to me, that's really what's going on in China is they're looking at a bigger picture. What you just said about Xing uh, sounds like a, a make China great again, uh, which is kind of like make America great again. And uh, I want to go to an article you wrote, Daniel, the coming Chinese world order uh, that you had written. And I have it's just so succinct and powerful. It says, not since the modern liberal order was born in the 1940s has the world had to grapple with the possibility of, a, of its demise at the hands of a rising China. You said China and the U.S. remain engaged in the most serious trade dispute the world has seen in generations. 
Today, English remains the world's predominant language. The U.S. is the world's largest economy, and the dollar its reserve currency. Google is the world's primary search engine, and Facebook the largest social media platform. But you said, "But there's a big but here." But in 30 years, once China's Belt and Road Initiative is completed, Beijing's ability to project its soft and hard power will be greatly enhanced. If predictions prove correct, China will in a few years become the world's largest economy, and parents around the world will ensure that their children speak Mandarin if they do not already. That's a powerful statement. Yeah, it's meant to be deliberately provocative, and I hope it is. Yeah. Let's put this into perspective, though.、Uh, if you go back 150 years, you will have seen that China was actually the world's largest economy and most influential、mm. nation. So, from the Chinese perspective, they're seeing what is happening now: this gradual transformation, with them getting to be the largest economy again, and eventually the most powerful nation, probably.、Uh, they're, they're viewing that in a way as inevitable. And they're just picking up where they left off 150 years ago. So there's a frame of reference that the Chinese Communist Party and many Chinese people have that is basically, well, we've been here before.、Um, I don't understand what the big deal is.、Um, no power stays on top forever. We fell off our perch. The U.S. is in the process of falling off its perch. Many would say, and、yeah. so you know, it's just a sort of a historical imperative. History repeating itself. Um, wow. If we look at it in that context, then、yep. China vision, this idea of this creation of an alternative world order, makes perfect sense to them. The question ultimately becomes: What do we do about it, and what can we do about it? You know, I went to China back in '95, '96. I don't remember. I went to '92. I think it was in Israel,、uh, Middle East, and then I went to China. And I remember when I had my um, my uh, guide, he、uh, he spoke broken English. And he said we were somehow they we were talking about、uh, our faith or something as a Christian or as a Jew. I think a friend of mine was Jewish and I was Christian, so we were talking about our our faith, our religion.、Uh, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, "Oh, here in China,、uh, he said we're all athletes." Now, <laughs> you know, he meant atheist, but he said I'll never forget that. He said we're all athletes. Uh, what he meant was we're all atheists.、Uh, I'll never forget that, Daniel. As long as I live, because he said it so clearly. Like, and I looked at him like we're all athletes, and I'm processing. I get what he's saying. Oh, atheists! You're all atheists.、Uh, and the reason、yeah. I bring that up is because you know the it, you know he always gets credited to uh, uh, to uh, Abraham Lincoln, but he didn't say it. You know, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation. Will be the philosophy of government the next. It wasn't Abraham Lincoln who said that, but it's spread around all the time. And to me,、uh, I look at what's going on,、uh, and uh, wow, uh, that we got a big chunk of our country that that hate our person who got elected in the White House more than they hate foreign countries.、Uh, you know, after the break, we're going to talk about Google and their work with China because Google does a lot of work with China. They won't work with our government. They won't do a lot, but they have no problem work with China's government. And as we start seeing this transfer, I'm seeing the transfer already. That、uh, even some in this country elevate China、uh, above America based on who's president right now, and so it, it's just interesting as we start laying this foundation and we're starting to move more and more to socialism and more and more to communism. I do have a political history background, so even though communism and socialism are different, they're similar in the way that basically it's a controlled environment.、Uh, you don't have a lot of freedoms that we're used to, whether it be religious or or press or whatever they are. And so, as China grows,、uh, it's got to affect the rest of the world.、Uh, let me ask you: What was your motivation? We got about three minutes left. What was your motivation for writing the book? This is actually a book I've wanted to write for a long time.、Uh, I, I actually last year went back and looked over the、uh, various articles that I'd published on China in the last fifteen years, and I discovered that there were something like seventy of them. And so I thought, well, this would make an interesting foundation for a book, and. I wanted to write this book because I think it's important to educate people about what's going on. There's this, if you will, silent race going on behind the scenes between the U.S. and China and other countries, and not all of us are focused on it. And what's happening in the interim is that China is, you know, beating us at our own game in many respects. You know, they don't have to worry about paying attention to things like human rights when they dispense. Foreign aid in places like Africa, and that gives them an incredible amount of influence. You know, we being who we are and the way we operate, 
we're very concerned about things like that. And so if a country or government is, you know, not doing great things in the human rights arena, we tend to penalize them. Well, China tends to reward them because what they're looking for is influence any way they can get it to acquire natural resources, to, you know, benefit Chinese companies, et cetera. And that's not a crime. But I think what's interesting is that they're creating a new paradigm in the way that they're going about it. While we're sitting here sort of wondering, you know, about moral dilemmas, they're actually, you know, dispensing cash and gaining influence and doing what it is they need and want to do. And as a result, they're, you know, they're really gaining a foothold in many parts of the world. And a lot of us aren't really focused on that. Up until Daniel Wagner. So uh, we're getting ready to go to a hard break, Daniel. And after the break, I'm going to ask some questions. Some of the most surprising things that you uncovered and your biggest concern. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, June 13th through the 15th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog. Click the follow button and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, uh, for our regular listeners, you are more blessed than normal because you always get Mr. Black. That's just a gift. But what you don't get is someone with the intelligence and the background and the knowledge uh, of China. Uh, and uh, the whole uh, complex situation of artificial intelligence and the global situation and the rise and fall of powers. So we are blessed to have uh, Mr. Daniel Wagner with us. Again, welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, Daniel. Good to be back with you, Mr. Black. I assume that your book is doing well, man. You write so well. Again, I'm not just saying this to you. I love to read. If you saw my office, I have thousands of books. haven't read most of them, but I scan them and read some of them. 
but you, you write well. And uh, have you got good feedback? Uh, how can people get a hold of your book, too? I'd like people to know that as well. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, the book has done very well. It's been out for just under two months now. Um, I published it through Amazon. As you may know, they're the world's largest publishing organization now. And uh, this is my third book, Publishing with Them. So it's on Amazon, both in the print and the Kindle version. And I just yesterday uh, approved the audiobook version, which should be out by next week. Awesome. Who's reading the audiobook version? Uh, it's the gentleman who actually recorded uh, my audiobook for AI Supremacy. He's got a fabulous voice. He, he clearly should have been in radio, I think, perhaps just like you. <laughs> and uh, he, he did another great job. So um, it's, it's, a, it's very enticing and soothing to listen to. Well, I'm going to pick it up. Then I'm going to pick up your AI book as well on audio because one thing I learned, you know, doing the Audible uh, thing, and again, it's part of Amazon. I feel like we're an Amazon show now, <laughs> Amazon. Uh, but I love to listen to things, and I learned, realized, uh, Daniel, that boy, the person reading the book is almost as important as the content of the book. I learned that a while back. Uh, it's stunning. Uh, one of my favorite authors is A.W. Tozer, and. I read this one book, I, I listened to this one book that was read by this uh, the reader that just inspired me. It sounded like the voice of God. It was a knowledge of the holy. Then I read another book by Tozer. His writing's the same, but by a totally different guy, and I lost interest in it like halfway through it. But I love Tozer. It, I realized it was the person reading the book that hooked me or didn't hook me. So uh, great to know that. Uh, I highly recommend. Go ahead. Yeah, that can really make a difference. I totally agree. And interestingly enough, um, in, in viewing how my various books are doing on the various platforms, most people tend to purchase the audiobook. Uh, I think really? we're all just very busy, and whether we're yep. at the gym or driving to work or whatever, I think it's a great way to be able to consume a book. I agree, and you know what it does? It takes up time. So I use my I use my car as an instrument of learning because I, I like to drive to my classes. I train all over the country, and so I'll drive 16, 24 hours, pretty, sometimes nonstop, and I'll stop for gas and bathroom breaks. But And I just uh, listen to a book. I'll listen to the, the Bible on tape. I'll listen to uh, sermons. I'll listen to your books. Uh, so uh, I will be picking it up, and I'll be driving uh, May to Portland, and I will be listening to both of your books on audio. I can tell you that real quick. And what he's talking about today is... Uh, China and the role of China and the growth of China. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I really kind of think, you know, I started with Nero uh, fiddled by Rome Vernon because I think there's a big issue going on here. And we're so wrapped up to preoccupado, you know, the Spanish word for worry is preoccupado. You know, we're so preoccupied uh, with little stuff, trivial stuff that our enemies want us to distract us that we're missing. Uh, like you said, the 800-pound uh, elephant in the room. And it's interesting because I have this article here. Uh, it was just on Google, you know, having an AI council. Uh, and it, it dissolved its AI council over, uh, and I got this article from, uh, I don't know where it came from, uh, from African-American leader K. Joel, uh, Cole James. It says, women across the political perspective applauded recently when K. Cole James, the first woman and the first African-American to lead the conservative and respected Heritage Foundation, was chosen to join Google's external advisory council on artificial intelligence but our joy lasted barely a week when in reaction to internal pressure from incensed employees she was ousted by the dissolution of the council uh because they didn't like her she was conservative they didn't like her views and so here's ai uh, a big thing on on google doing this ai council and the morality and the ethics of it and because someone doesn't like the politics or the beliefs of someone sitting on the council I just think we're kind of getting off focus. We got this huge elephant in the room, China, who's growing, who's advancing. Look at the South China Sea. Look at the, the military stuff that's going on, the confrontations. You look at the, the, the trade uh, disputes that are going on. China's rising. It's, we should be focused on China. I think that's why your book is so important, China Vision. Let me ask you, what, after your research and writing the book, tell me, what surprised you the most in your research? What were you kind of surprised that you uncovered or, or discovered? I'm happy to answer that question, but let me just first make a brief comment on what you've just said about AI. Mm -hmm. You know, um, China is in the process of becoming the global leader in AI. By 2030, they're spending $150 billion to acquire companies and spending all kinds of money on all kinds of things. Kudos to them because they realize that's the future. Meanwhile, we're getting excited because the Pentagon might announce, you know, a $1.6 billion outlay of capital. What's happening is that China is just 
bulldozing its way into things yep. like AI and the cyber arena. And what's great about being an authoritarian government is you don't have to ask permission or have a great debate about it. You just do it. And you just so, do it, yeah. Nike. In the, in the process, you know, in the process, we are uh, sort of being buried and falling yeah. way, way behind in that arena. Now, to answer your other question, I should realize before diving into this book that there were many outrages that were occurring uh, but I really didn't realize the extent of the outrages that were occurring, sort of China getting away with whatever it can get away with, however yep. it can get away with it. And then sort of we take notice and maybe we try to react and maybe we don't. I'll give you the example of in 2015 when it was uncovered uh, that the Chinese had, uh, you know, hacked the Office of Personal Management and subsequently Anthem and then just recently, uh, Marriott, et cetera. But back in 2015, uh, the Obama administration basically said to Xi, you need to cut this out. They came up with an agreement which basically said, nope, we're not going to do it anymore. And within a month, they were doing it again. And we didn't do anything <laughs> once we found out they were doing something again. So I, you know, I, I admire, in a sense, the, the Chinese ability to just say, who, me? What are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But I also um, am very concerned about how we are not reacting in an appropriate fashion to basically say this stops here and this stops now, which is why I'm really, really happy that the Trump administration has basically said to China, no, we're not doing this anymore. And they've drawn a firm line. And that is something that uh, President Xi and the Communist Party understand because they haven't heard it before from us in this way. And, you know, to, to piggyback on what you just said there, I got this, uh, and again, just articles. I did some research this morning over just a couple hours. This is all readily available just with Google. It says uh, uh, Google is helping, uh, Google's work in China is providing a direct benefit to the Chinese military. It says Google is helping Chinese China's People Liberation Army, the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, has told Congress last Thursday. The work that Google is doing in China is indirectly benefiting the Chinese military. Frankly, indirect may not be a full characterization of the way it really is, Dunford continued. It is more of a direct benefit to the Chinese military. But yet they won't work with ours and they won't do any AI stuff. And it's, I mean, when you see stuff like that, does that concern you? Does that just reaffirm that, uh, the importance of what you're talking about? It makes my blood boil, let me tell you. And there are some examples in the book that will also make your blood boil. For example, in the 1980s, Bill Gates went to Beijing and he said to the Chinese, hey, I'd love for you to use Microsoft and its products. And they say, hey, we'd love to do that. The only thing we need from you is your source code. You know what? He gave it to them. What? So they could wow. See, yeah, they could see everything that was being done on Hotmail and MSN and other products of, of, of Microsoft before they had, you know, the capability that they have today. But that's just one example of what American companies have done to get into and stay in the Chinese market. Did you realize, for example, that there's a new national security law that came out in 2017, which basically says that the Chinese government has the right to access any technology, any information that any foreign company operating there has, and they cannot ask any questions. If you want to stay there... You have wow. to succumb to the law. And you know what? Most of these companies do just that. But further to your example about Google, I just read this week that Microsoft was helping through a Chinese university, the Chinese government, work on AI. I'm thinking to myself, what on earth is going on and why don't we yep. have laws here which prevent American companies from doing what Google and Microsoft are doing over there? I don't get it. It's stunning. It's stunning. And again, another article here, foreignpolicy.com. You're familiar with that. Google is handing the future of the Internet to China. It says, in May, Google quietly removed Don't Be Evil from the text of its corporate code of conduct, deleting a catchphrase that has been associated with the company since 2000. Amid startling revelation of how social media and Internet platforms can enable political interference and new forms of stealthy cyber warfare, avoiding evil in Silicon Valley has turned out to be harder than it looks. So, again, they're, they're basically handing this stuff over, and, and we're all sitting back, and we're so wrapped up in attacking, uh, you know, the, 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 the basket of deplorables, uh, Americans. We're so busy attacking fellow Americans that the enemy's at our door. 
the enemy's lurching. And I know a lot of Chinese. I have people come from China to go to my training. That's how smart they are. They fly 18 hours to go to my leadership training. I had a lady two months ago flew in from China solely for the purpose of going to my leadership training. Flew 18 hours uh, and went to my class and then stayed here for a week and then went back home. Uh, and so uh, I got a couple more questions. We got one more segment, Daniel. I love talking to you. Your intelligence, your knowledge, the hard work you've done uh, is such a blessing to me and our listeners. Uh, the book is called China Vision. Uh, it's one of six books that Daniel has written. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, he's a friend of Mr. Black, a friend of Like It Matters Radio, knowledgeable person, and gives us a look into the future, uh, a piece of the vision now, so we can see what's coming, unless we start doing something different. So I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes with more questions and answers with Daniel Goldman. I'm sorry, Daniel Goldman. Sorry about that. Daniel Wagner, author of China Vision. We'll be back in three minutes. Give a person a fish. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions, and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at Mr. Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Again, that's Mr. Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Join our Posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligence profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of thousands of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, Accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And please, if you miss any of today's show, you're going to want to listen to it again because we have a special guest, author Daniel Wagner. And Daniel's wrote a great book uh, called China Vision. And it's really about the future of America and the future of China, how those two intersect, which is really going to dictate the future of the world. And so 
Highly recommend it. You can get the book on uh, Amazon. Uh, it's available in audio book, which highly recommend. And the gentleman that's uh, reading it supposedly is a great reader. So if you've ever re- listened to books on audio before, the reader is really important. So Daniel has a great gentleman reading his books. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, so go to likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this radio show and other archived radio shows in their entirety at your own leisure. Uh, you can also go to iTunes, uh, and you can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio there. Uh, and it'll be sitting there waiting for you every single day in podcast form. Uh, we are in two uh, terrestrial markets. We're in the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, market. You can go to your radio dial. That's what terrestrial means. Go to your radio dial, and you can AM 1570. And we play 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, replay 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we're also in the market terrestrially in St. Louis, Missouri, on Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 AM. And across the world, yes, we have listeners in China. We have a huge following in Sao Paulo, Brazil, in Russia. Uh, you can just go to um, likeitmattersradio.com if you'd like. Or you can go to, uh, what is it, uh, radio, iRadio, or I forgot what it's called. Uh, uh, and you can actually listen to, I, I can't even remember. But anyways, let's go back to Daniel. Daniel, welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Thank you. I want to ask you, uh, you're a human being, you're an American, you're a man, uh, you know, you have fears like everybody else. As you write all this and study all this and, and do all this, what's your biggest fear if something's not changed? If we stay on the course we're on right now, us in China, what's your biggest fear? Yeah, I mean, the, many of the things that I write about are, are not about uh, sort of puppy dogs and rainbows. And again, the reason that I'm writing about a subject like this is because I want people to be aware Uh, I think when they read this book, they're going to be concerned because they're going to learn a lot of things that they didn't know before, and it's going to be um, something that's going to get their attention. That said, my greatest concern is that we let up off the the, the gas pedal in terms of the, uh, the path that we've started down in the last two years with China. I think it's a long time in coming, and I, I just wish we would have done this, you know, a decade or more ago. My greatest concern is that, you know, whether there's a change of administration in two years' time or in six years' time, that whoever takes over is going to have a different orientation and approach. My hope is that the readers on both sides of the Pacific will read this book because it's eye-opening. It's intellectually honest, and, you know, it's based on fact. That said, I want to be sure and also say one thing, and that is that, you know, it's easy to paint China as a bogeyman and as a bad actor, et cetera. But they get a lot of things right. I mean, let's not forget that they've lifted the vast majority of their population out of abject poverty. They're not in the habit of starting conflicts. Um, They're spreading a lot of money around, but a lot of that is doing a lot of good in terms of development in the uh, emerging markets, et cetera. So I want to be sure and say that it's, it's a fairly balanced approach, despite many of the things that I've talked about this morning. Yeah, you know, I went to China in, uh, I think it was, like I said, 92, 93, somewhere around there. And I, I was I was surprised because I had been to Russia a few years before that. Uh, and I was surprised uh, by the difference between China and Russia. You know, Russia, I'd go by a building. I was there for like two weeks. I'd go by a building under construction. Nobody's working. But at 10 o'clock in the morning, there'd be people drinking vodka in the little side cafes. I went to China, and the streets, it looked like America. Uh, the streets were clean. Uh, everybody's doing stuff. It was very calm, and with all the people on the bikes and everything and all that, it was so calm, so orderly, so clean, so controlled. Uh, and I'll never forget thinking, whoa. I said back then, our our concern is not with Russia. Our concern needs to be with China. Uh, they're the big threat. And uh, something that you had written in the coming Chinese world order, uh, just a little snippet here, said you said clearly the era of U.S. hegemony, uh, is coming to an end. Will the global institutions? Uh, will the global institutions? It was so instrumental in creating become less relevant and influential with time. Will Beijing be successful in crafting new institutions derived from a Chinese footprint? If so, will good governance and the rule of law be consistent with such organizations? And you put there only time will tell, of course. But I remember reading that um, China is working to basically behavior modification in the entire country, that they are rewarding certain behaviors uh, and and deeming certain behaviors unacceptable and having a a merit system, a demerit system, where people can leave 
uh, based on those demerits where people can get on the internet or not get on the internet. It's an absolute population control. In your research, are you are you seeing that going on in China? Yeah, I have a discussion in the book on what you're referring to, which is called the social credit system. It's an AI-driven system that's still being rolled out. But you're absolutely right in how you described it. It basically rewards or penalizes people based on what is perceived to be good or bad behavior. And if you're deemed to be a bad person in that regard, you know, it's difficult to get access to loans, to send your children to good schools, to get a good seat on an airplane. You know, really the significant potential ramifications uh, if, if you're a Chinese citizen. But what's even more concerning to me is if that wasn't bad enough, is that they're exporting the technology that they have in order to do this to other countries, many of them authoritarian governments, to do much the same thing. And so the footprint that you refer to that they're having uh, is, is, is already uh, growing and profound and will only become more so because there are many people, many governments, many leaders who are interested in controlling their populations that way. Um, so, yeah, that's just one of the things that, uh, that, that is a source of concern but more concerning in some respects is the fact that many Chinese don't seem to mind it. They've been sort of programmed for so many decades that, you know, the government is your minder and the, the, the almighty authority over there that they basically say, okay, well, this has sort of been creeping up on us and that's what it is and let's just get on with it. And if you're not a bad actor, I guess you don't have much to worry about. Well, I've heard that one before, right? Uh, what are you worried about? If you're a good guy, they have nothing to worry about. Boy, what was the old saying when they came for the trade unionist? Uh, I yes. didn't say anything because I wasn't a trade unionist. It's that whole thing's playing. Well, uh, Eli Weissel, I think it was, right? Kelly mm. Bizell, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's just stunning to me that, you know, if you don't re- remember history, it's, it's doomed to repeat itself. And for a long time, 100 years or so, maybe more, as America did, uh, a lot of the world did because we're the leader. And if China is taking over that leadership role, then what we just talked about, it's going to be the same thing. As China does, so does the rest of the world. And we're so busy fighting our own internal enemies, so busy fighting the guy who got elected to the White House that we're the enemies. You've got to be laughing and just, uh, and again, I know a lot of Chinese people have been to China. i got a lot of friends from China, so I'm not saying there's this black evil thing, but boy, our values are, you know, Christian Judeo ethics. The foundation of this country uh, is much different. Uh, than what's happening in China. So uh, real quick, again, how can people get a hold of your book and uh, so they can find you or if they want to talk to you or have you come speak, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, so uh, again, it's on Amazon. The audio book should be out by next week. And uh, you can learn more about me through my website, which is countryrisksolutions.com. All my publications are there and, uh, you know, long, long description of some of the stuff that I've done in my life. Awesome. Well, Daniel, it is an honor uh, to have you on our radio show. Thank you for taking an hour of your time to to share with me and our listeners. And uh, I wish you the best and uh, look forward to having you on in future shows, okay? Thanks for having me again. I look forward to that. All right. Have a great day. And you. You know, Lazy M, I just love, I mean, Daniel, I highly recommend any of his books. I've only uh, scanned through two of them, but I'm going to be buying them on audio, both his AI book. Highly recommend that. uh, And also this China Vision. Uh, And ladies and gentlemen, the enemy is not the guy in the White House. The enemy is not those of us who voted for him. The enemy, we're not, you know, not bigoted, hateful racists. The enemy is those outside of this country who want to invalidate what we stand for. Uh, And, you know, leaders have vision. Without a vision, people perish. And and where things are going in the world without a vision, America crumbles uh, and China surpasses. Uh, And then just like in China, everybody can become an athlete here. What he meant to say was atheist. And as we move further away from God, move further away from the sanctity of life, move further away from uh, common sense, you know, we're going out to paying reparations to people uh, who had some bad stuff happen to people that looked like them years ago. Uh, We're going to hating people because they wear a red hat. We're going to want to destroy people uh, who work in the administration so they can never have another job. I mean, is this really the enemy? Is the enemy within America? Or are there outside forces that we should be more focused on? Let's not be like Nero. Let's not be fiddling or sitaring, whatever the actual instrument was, while our country is burning. It's time to refocus. It's time to turn off CNN. Time to turn off MSNBC. It's time to go back to critical thinking. 
Remember, we're supposed to challenge our noodle. We're supposed to work our noggin. It's the one organ we have that never has to deteriorate. Use your brain. It's there for a purpose. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Does your office need a little TLC? Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.